You learn to appreciate life more when you have faced death so many times. I'm a very private person and I struggle to share my story and pain with people. There are just certain parts of me that I can't share with others. Whether that is a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Some time ago, I was having a conversation with my roommate and she was telling me that she wanted to end her two-week relationship because she felt her boyfriend was hiding things from her. So I said to her, we all have something to hide. I have so much that I hide. Anyways, I'm already sidetracking. As I turned a quarter of a century, I decided to share a little bit about myself. This is a personal blog and and what is a personal blog without the story of the author? So, I don't really know my full story, especially the parts before my brain could fully form memories. I will tell you the stories I have heard, so many stories like all others. So my story, like all others, began with a man and a woman having a child. Both my parents died when I was an infant, barely a year old. I don't know what the cause of their death was, I have never been told and I have never asked. Anyways, after my parents died, my grandparents from my mother's side took the responsibility of taking care of me. I was a sickly child and my grandparents did not have the means to continually take me to the doctor. So whenever I got ill, they would call my aunt, whom I call my mother now, to take me to the doctor. Every time I was taken to the doctor, they would say the same thing. This child will not make it or she won't have a, lo a very long life. <clears throat> no doctor ever believed that I would make it because I was in and out of hospitals. With all the care, I made it till today. But this is not the end of the story. When I started school, I would spend my weeks at my big brother's house, brother from, the, from my mother's side, so I could go to school on the weekends at my aunt's house. So you already know from the blog Family vs. Relatives that I do not like spending my weekends there. I felt very lonely and out of place. I still remember that, that at the age of six, hospitals were my second home. I remember one Saturday in Angola, like every Saturday, we woke up, got ready for church and had breakfast and headed to church. We'd gotten into the habit of having lunch at church with other families. This particular Saturday after lunch, we, the children, were all playing, running up and down the church. Suddenly, I began to feel sick and just laid on the floor. The other kids ran to the parents and told them that I wasn't feeling so well. I had never seen people pack up as quickly as everybody did that day. I was rushed to the hospital. And to be honest, I can't remember what happened after I was rushed to the hospital. That day, my mom heard the same words as she had been told before. Her fever is too high. We don't think she'll make it through the night. I am literally keeping back tears as I write this because I realize that God has really kept me through. There were several other incidents where we had to rush, rush out of church or out of the house in the middle of the night because I was sick. Right, let's fast forward to the fresher memories. So in 2002, we moved to South Africa which improved my health a bit because the medical facilities and living conditions were so much better. But still, we were in and out of hospitals. And in 2002, we had a school outing. We went to a swimming pool, and at that age, I did not know how to swim. But I was super excited to get into the water. The teacher who was supervising us said, those who, can swim, do so those who can swim, do so freely. Those who can't, please stay by the shallow side and keep your hands on the sides of the pool. 
I followed the instruction, but even so, I found myself under the water being dragged to the deeper end. I couldn't help myself to catch a breath. All I know is that when I opened my eyes, my teacher, fully clothed, shoes included, all soaked and trying to take out all the water I had swallowed. In 2003, I spent most of my time at doctor's appointments than at school, which contributed to my failing that academic year. I always had a health issue. If it wasn't my eyes, it was my fevers, allergies, my ears, or something else. I was just never strong enough to stay out of hospital. This was the first year I got my first pair of glasses because when I was at school, I struggled to see the board. In 2005, I almost died. It was a regular school day like every other. I got up, got dressed, and went to school. During the school break, I started feeling sharp pains in my abdomen. I couldn't stand, couldn't eat. I felt like there was a war happening inside me. After the break, I had mathematics, and while I was in the class, I felt nauseous and ended up throwing up at the door when I was on my way to the toilet. My then best friend took me to the sick room where I was given some pain medication and told to sleep. When I got home, I went straight to bed. My mom tried to get me to eat something, but I was not even a little hungry. I forced myself to eat though. I spent the rest of the night throwing up. At 4am, my mom took me to the hospital. At first, they could not figure out what was wrong with me. Only two days after did they figure out that I had appendicitis and that I needed emergency surgery. Unfortunately, the pediatric surgeon was working in another hospital that day, so I had to be transferred. When we got to the hospital, they had to run a new blood test to confirm the diagnosis. By the time the results came back, my appendix had ruptured and the pus was fast spreading inside me. I needed emergency surgery or I would die. I went into a seven-hour operation that left me scarred for life. After the operation, they had to force me to wake up because I did not wake up from the anesthesia on my own. I was in so much pain when I woke up that I quickly went back to sleep. After that, it was months of recovery. I was not allowed to carry any heavy thing and I had to relearn to walk up straight. For more information about appendicitis, you can follow the link. I should remove. Okay. Stay tuned for the rest of the story. Walking Miracle Part 2 will give you a little more of my health journey and what we can take away from the oldest. For now, thanks for listening and for your continuous support.